Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're delighted to welcome in Rachel Emery, the Oklahoma City Zoo's curator of elephants. Just an amazing title that was a fun to have. Too, yes. uh, she's going to talk to us about Asian Elephant Awareness Month and how visiting the Oklahoma City Zoo can help elephants halfway around the world. But first, a word from our sponsor... You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. All right, well, let's tackle our frightfully topical question of the week. We asked you, if you could meet a zoo animal, which one would it be? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Um... Because I know she's listening, I'm going to say Candace Reynolds because she's a party animal. <laughs> she's the she's the uh, communications and public relations person at the zoo, and we love her. Uh, just kidding, Candace. Um, I'm really, I mean, I'm always down to hang out. No, you're the coolest <laughs> ever. But uh, but uh, I'm going to say, you know, you guys know that bald eagle that can't fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the Oklahoma City Zoo, I just feel for it, and I want to go give it a hug. Oh. All right. And like sit down and talk to it, like, you okay, buddy? Like I didn't just know seems... he was still there. Yeah, I think he's well, he didn't fly he was away. last time I was there. Or, yeah, I saw him like in the last year. But um, I like him. I think he's cool, and I want to go talk to him. So that's mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, managing editor Carly Ibarra. Um, I, first of all, thank you so much for asking this question, because the first step <laughs> in manifesting a goal is to put that goal uh, like out this. there. I like this um, so my answer is painted dogs, which I know I can't really see because they would probably like work together as a team to like eat me, mm. but they're so beautiful, and they've got big old ears, and they can communicate with one another, and they have voting, and they're just fascinating, fascinating animals, and I want to pet one of them. I think this is a beautiful goal, and I believe you will see it happen without getting eaten. I'm choosing to believe. Okay, thank you. We're, we're all hoping. Yeah. <laughs> Photo editor Megan Rossman. Um, Which filthy animal do you want to meet? Well, I would say the cheetahs. I don't know if there is one cheetah or if there are multiple cheetahs because I have never seen them. Um, I know that they are there, but the last time I was at the zoo, they hadn't had them for very long, and I walked past their cage, and they were laying in the shade somewhere, and I couldn't see them, and I would like to meet them because I love cheetahs. They're very nervous, I hear. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are very nervous. they chirp. Uh Uh-huh, they chirp, and they purr, too. Oh, Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a... avid lover of cats so this makes a lot of sense actually. it does also i like the tanukis i would mm. like to meet them as totally. well i almost said that mm-hmm. that's a good one another elusive creature uh-huh. elusive. they're Ra- always hiding raccoon dogs house. right yes mm-hmm. raccoon yeah. dogs they're used to make coats by a Aww. lot of people and they should not be no because no. they're just too cute for coats please, please <laughs> stop using tanuki as your slave labor this is it not fair not, it will not turn you into a statue Cannot. no matter what nintendo has told you <laughs> ben what's your what's your uh, answer well forget the animals that uh, or forget the animals that I would want to meet. What about the animals that would want to meet me? That's a good question. So, uh, and I've, I don't get that vibe from a lot of them, <laughs> and I can't really blame them. Like, who, who would want to meet me? Uh, but the one is one animal that I think would want to meet me, and I get the vibes from them. It's the sea lions. 
They're uh, always so eager mm-hmm. to impress. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And I think if they were if they were on their best behavior, uh, we could arrange a meeting. I like for that. Sure. I you think can probably, meet them, right? They can want you? through oh, you the can, you can animal encounters. Yes, I have met them. Before. We did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have not met them. Ben, to your great credit, first of all, you're a delight to meet, and second uh-huh. of all, I bet there are a lot of carnivorous animals that would love <laughs> to meet you. Yeah, that's true. There that are the definitely animals at the zoo who would like. I think they'd be very excited if they literally. We were meet dropped me. into their pen <laughs> yeah. to meet M E A T to make meat of yeah. you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what uh, about you, Greg? I I actually I really struggled with this one. Oh well, certainly I'd love to bother a flamingo. Uh, I think the red panda looks oh, like yeah. it wants yeah. a hug. Yes, that we is an animal. Put a red panda on our cover one time. It's, it's adorable, yep. uh, and they've got a baby now. Oh. yeah, yeah, and you you just know he wants to snugs. Uh, I'm also like I, I every time I go to the zoo, I make a special point to stop by and see the okapi. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah. I love an okapi. I love just that nature was like started drawing a zebra and then was like, nah, finish it off. <laughs> Wait, can you? Rem- what is an okapi again? It's I, this. It sort it's of looks a, like a cross between a zebra and a pig. No, no, like a deer. It's, it's like, like a, deer. a, a hook. Better, it's, yeah, an un, it's an undulate. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Yeah. And it's got like. Carl, it, I know what animal you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. I have an oh, Okapi wow. stuffed animal at home, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's got like its head looks different, and then its midsection looks different, and then its backside. Like it looks like it's a bunch of different animals. It's, you know those. Together. You know yeah. those like kids things where it was like you could like change the head and yeah. change the body uh-huh. and change the legs. It looks like somebody would crazy with that and Animorphs. you up with it and yeah, with exactly. no I think I was thinking of a taper yes they're almost oh, like look, uh, the baby tapers they're, um, they're almost like an anteater sort yeah, of thing yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah okay that's what I was thinking uh, and then um, I uh, the from Ben's idea about the animals that seem like they uh. want to meet you mm-hmm. I think that the otters at the oh. zoo oh, are, yeah, they are like very I have they and they they play underwater and they're having like the best time. That is one of if you're looking for an animal that is fun to watch at the zoo, I think that the the river otters are like one of the top picks cuz they are always active even when they aren't. Even when they're just like sacked out after I'm guessing eating too many oysters yeah. or whatever, they're just laying there like uh scratching their belly. It's the best. Absolutely. Well, I like uh, that. what do people say on social media? Uh let's see. Uh Wendy Mutz uh, said that she wants to meet an anteater. So apparently Aww, the the taper yeah. are very popular. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out, boys. She'll eat them ants. Uh, <laughs> Andrea Johnson said all of them, uh, all which I, I definitely yeah. get. Oh, I, I, in okay. fact, I first I checked. I made sure that this was not Carly under an assumed name. <laughs> it is true. I do want this to be all of them. This is your people. Uh, this is your people, Carly. Cynthia Reese said tigers, uh, yeah. which uh-huh. uh, definitely, you know, there was a place you could meet tigers. Uh, they're, they're closed now. As they should be. <laughs> so at yes. the Oklahoma City Zoo, you but can see yes, tigers. You can see cool. them, and they're very well taken care of. Yes, oh, and they and they had cubs, uh, like, I think last year, a couple years ago. Cool. So they still got some, some youngish. It's uh, baby fever at the yeah, zoo. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's it's that season. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time. Well, and they're endangered, so this is really good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good yeah. news. Yeah. Uh, Sky Doggett, obviously, uh, anticipating what we were doing this week, and said elephants. And yep. then uh, Ryan Lake wants to meet a chimpanzee. Uh, which which is uh, which is yeah. ill advised though. Um, well, I mean, if you like having a face, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, and so many of us don't. But I, I mean, that's why we the work ones in a magazine. The zoo are treated well enough and sweet enough that they're yes. probably, probably don't give them champagne. Um, you 
what else I thought of while we were talking about that, though, was the cassowary. Oh, because yes. I think it has dinosaur memories. Yes. I think it remembers being a dinosaur. The, the, um, that is the most dinosaur-looking bird. It, yeah, it's the one that looks like a Muppet. If you don't understand the, about the birds and dinosaurs connection, go look at the cassowary, because yes. it's a dinosaur. Yeah, you will they've not. even got, they've got that big old claw. Yeah, and the, the they their heads, uh-huh. that, this yeah. thing, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, they're dinosaurs. I also saw one of them try to kill Jeff Goldblum. So. You know what? Sometimes he probably deserved it. Feel like dinosaurs, but aren't really dinosaurs, but are cool to meet are elephants. Yes. <laughs> yes, and great seg. Segway. <laughs> Let's talk to Rachel Emery at the Oklahoma City Zoo. And we are very excited to welcome in Rachel Emery. She is the curator of elephants at the Oklahoma City Zoo. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to uh, be here with you guys. Absolutely. Well, so. Uh, we're always happy to talk to anybody from the zoo, frankly. Uh, we're uh, Sometimes we've actually been warned to stop showing up at the zoo unannounced uh, and just randomly grabbing people and talking to them. So in this case, though, we've set it up because August is Asian Elephant Awareness Month uh, everywhere, not just at the Oklahoma City Zoo, but the Oklahoma City Zoo has been doing some, some cool stuff there. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about uh, the Asian uh, Elephant Awareness Month and, and what's happening at the zoo? Yeah, absolutely. So the month of August is dedicated to Asian elephants, um, which, you know, for me are my personal favorite. Um, But so we are celebrating this is a it's a nationwide um, campaign that is actually going global at this point. And we have international partners as well that are participating. But the um, the point of this campaign is to really raise awareness about the plight of Asian elephants. A lot of people don't realize that um, Asian elephants, there's less than 50,000 of them left worldwide um, today. And they're really, really struggling with several different aspects um, that are, are really hard on their population. And maybe we can get into that in a bit later. But we are um, celebrating this month at the zoo. We did a World Elephant Day um, where we did lots of public awareness activities and games and things to engage the kids, but um, we're also doing a social media campaign and inviting all of our followers to share why they love elephants or pictures of elephants and why they're important with the hashtag Asian Elephant Awareness Month. And then this month as well, if you make it down to Capitals Ice Cream in Midtown, um, they have a special going on for a specific ice cream flavor called strawberry banelephant. It rolls right off the tongue, Um, but it's a strawberry banana flavor with graham cracker. It's really delicious. And 10% of the proceeds from every purchase of that ice cream flavor will go back to Asian Elephant Safe, which is saving animals from extinction. It's um, a big conservation program that we support. And you can also enter to win an elephant wild encounter. If you purchase this ice cream flavor, you can Drop your name in the hat, and we'll do a drawing at the end of the month for a lucky winner. And and as someone who recently got to uh, experience that myself, it is 100% worth it. I mean, <laughs> the ice cream is great. And look, if all you're going there for is ice cream, no one's going to fault you for that. But my gosh, there is it's, it's magical. It is really amazing to be there with elephants and they're huge (laughs) and and they are so much different than than i imagined they would be right up close in person you deal with them all the time uh tell me a little bit about uh kind of what were your what what did you think about elephants going into the job and 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 what do you know about them now so 
For me, and I think what happens to a lot of people that are on our team is that you catch this, the elephant bug is what we refer to it as. And for a lot of us, it started off with, um, you know, maybe not having crazy expectations, but the second that you get around these animals and you realize how individual their personalities are, how intelligent they are, and just watching their family and group dynamics working together, it's, it's something that for me, I, I couldn't do anything else um, at this point after catching that elephant bug. So um, I, I still have moments where um, like even just, you know, within the last year, there was a moment where I, we do a lot of different medical behaviors with the elephants to monitor their health. And I was taking blood pressure on an elephant with a blood pressure cuff on their tail. And I, I looked up at the elephant and looked at the person that was standing next to me that was training the elephant. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe that this elephant is standing here and trusting me to record their blood pressure just to make sure that they're healthy each week. So um, I still have those awe moments. And that's exactly why we do the wild encounters, because we want to be able to connect guests and and give them that same wow moment that hopefully translates into supporting our conservation efforts and supporting things that will help preserve them um, in the wild for future generations. Well, and and I think that there's, uh, you know, people don't always understand awareness campaigns, but the truth is the more you know about something, the more you feel connected to something, the more likely you are to make conscious decisions that are going to be helpful, you know, whether that is giving money or whether that's just like understanding that, hey, certain behaviors we have are detrimental to uh to the environment to the to the habitat um you you talked a little bit about how the uh how endangered the asian elephant is um tell would you mind talking a little bit about why yeah so um there are several things that are working against asian elephant populations the the biggest factor in their conservation is habitat loss and human elephant conflict. So Asian elephants live in Asia, which is the most heavily populated area of the world. Um, so as our human population expands and our needs grow, um, the habitat shrinks and they have lost over 93% of their historical habitat. So they're on these little fragmented islands of forest and they're surrounded by humans. Um, so it's a really big issue because they, are, they come into conflict with humans constantly. Um, whether it's crossing a train tracks or crossing a road and being hit by vehicles or trains or um, simply just trying to survive. And if you have, a, if you know, you are living and you have a farm and you're raising you know, all of these crops, elephants are the last thing that you want nearby your property, um, not only because they will affect your livelihood by eating your crops, but they can also be dangerous. Um, as well, as much as we love to think of them as gentle giants, they are wild animals. So I think one thing that people don't quite understand about human elephant conflict when they, we think about it, you know, sitting here in Oklahoma and it's like, oh, they're so beautiful. How could you ever want to hurt an elephant? Well, um, you know, many, many, over 200 people just in the island of Sri Lanka last year in 2022, over 200 people were killed by elephants and over 400 elephants in return were also killed in that process um, because people are trying to protect their livelihood and their families. And we can kind of think of that as like how, you know, how frustrated and irritated we get when a raccoon gets into our trash can and spreads it out all over right. our front yard. I mean, you want that raccoon to go away. <laughs> um, 
Now imagine that that raccoon is 8,000 pounds and they just walked through the wall of your living room and are destroying your home. So it's a- I know what I'm going to be dreaming about tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just something that um, it's really difficult to navigate and to understand. And until we start preserving the the habitat space and coming up with ways that we can cohabitate with them effectively, um, it's, it's going to be a difficult issue with them. Yeah. And, and I mean, that takes money and that takes time. And and that's all part of why uh, you guys are doing what you do. And, and really, in, in many ways, that's the kind of the thrust of what the Oklahoma City Zoo is. It's all of these creatures are there to be uh, observed and enjoy, enjoyed and appreciated. But also it's it's about conservation. It's about making sure that they still have a place uh, in the wild uh, where, where they can live without us <laughs> staring at them all the time. Yeah, and a big part of that for us is not just, you know, us in AZA Zoos deciding what's going to work and implementing it, but it's really about engaging the local communities and finding ways to support them that work for them. Um, Us just coming in and putting up a fence and then leaving isn't going to help anything, but, you know, creating jobs and opportunities and engaging the local communities to understand why this keystone species is so important to keep on the planet is a really big part of our efforts. And um, I know for Asian Elephant Safe, which is the the conservation program that's putting on Asian Elephant Awareness Month, we base all of our conservation initiatives specifically only on what the local people want. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned the, uh, them being a keystone species, and that's uh, something that, uh, as an Oklahoman, resonates with me uh, thinking about the bison. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, we, these are, uh, they, they, they belong there, you know, uh, and, and what they are doing uh, has a real impact in ways that we maybe don't immediately understand, but, but uh, you know, the way that they affect the environment has, helped shape that environment for for centuries in <laughs> millennia uh and it's really about making sure that um that we aren't disturbing too much with uh with with uh, uh human progress uh what um you know you you have got kind of the the one of the most amazing jobs there at the zoo you have got i i've got to assume that the elephants are one of the biggest draws at the zoo yeah, they are a very popular species. Um, we we definitely have really great community support for our elephant program. And that's something that I have loved about working at the zoo. I've been here for almost 10 years now. And that is something from the very start I learned when I moved here was this Oklahoma City and Oklahoma in general loves our elephant program. They show up to celebrate birthdays. They support us in um, difficult times. It's it's really, really comforting to know that we have so much community support for our elephants. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, one thing now, when I was on my visit uh, with with the elephants, I asked for some facts and I, I was fascinated and I really was hoping you could uh, tell our listeners a little bit more the differences between uh, Asian and African elephants, because I think for a lot of us, we're like, oh, elephants. And, uh, and and they're very different. Yeah. So 
Um, they are two different species. There's actually three different species of elephants. There's African savanna, African forest, and then Asian elephants, which is what we have here at the Oklahoma City Zoo. Um, so some of the differences in general, Asian elephants, like what we have, are a little bit smaller than African elephants. Um, and then they have much smaller ears. So the big wide elephant ear that's kind of in the shape of Africa, that is very typical for an African elephant where our elephants have smaller ears that are more in the shape of India. Um, they also have, Asian elephants have two domes on top of their heads where African elephants have a smooth forehead on top. There's not those two domes. Um, there's also another difference at the tip of their trunk. So I don't know if you noticed when you came to do the wild encounter, but elephants have a little finger like projection at the tip of their trunk that allows them to be really precise. They can pick up something as small as like a Cheerio. Um, so Asian elephants only have one on the top kind of, um, like a grabber, but then African elephants have one on the top and the bottom, so they can be very, very precise. Um, there was a research study that came out recently about how they can pick up a tortilla chip without breaking it and move it around and stuff. So um, I can't yeah. even do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. They they're, end they're up pretty in my talented. Mouth. Yeah. Um, another big difference too is with their ivory tusks. So with African elephants, both the males and the females have those ivory tusks. So that is a, a big part of the reason why African elephants are poached for their ivory at a, a higher rate than what our Asian elephants are. Um, Asian elephants, the females have what are called touches. So they're these little, it's still the same tooth. It's a modified incisor, but um, they don't usually stick out from under their upper lip and they only the males will get those big long ivory tusks um but yeah there's differences other little differences in like the shape of their spine and the number of toenails and things <laughs> but in general people do get them pretty easily mixed up but they are um very two two very distinct species yeah i was really fascinated with the idea that the elephant uh um uh does not have any bones inside of its trunk i definitely i was like that is just one that's just a muscle that is just it, it's a bunch of muscles uh that is that is wild to me and then to watch them uh uh manipulating and using that to eat um and, and again it, i mean it's it's a it's a long um sort of muscular uh uh appendage that is uh over where their nose is and then they they're using it to 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 feed themselves and do all sorts of really amazing things my favorite was i i my kids and i uh, my kids were there with me and were they were just over the moon and on our way home we're talking about it and they're like when it like lost that piece of sweet potato in the grate out in front of its enclosure and it just starts hoovering the thing up and then tosses it into its mouth my son was like i want to learn to do that and I, and i said buddy give it time i think i think he can get there though i think he can um, he's a smart kid uh so asian uh elephant awareness month is going on through uh august uh, august 31st you can head over to capitals and uh, get that ice cream to help out um and obviously the zoo is open all year round uh you know close from the holidays um so uh if you haven't been lately you absolutely should uh head to okczoo.org you're going to be able to find a lot more information not just 
about the elephants, but all the other animals there. Sign up for Wild Encounters, and believe me, uh, whether you do the elephant or or giraffe or rhino or the bison, uh, it, it really is a it's a life changing experience being able to uh, to touch and interact with animals in a way that that you haven't before. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I love the I, elephants, man. They're great. Yes. It's just so like this wake up that the wakes up that little kid inside you. That's like, <gasps> you it, it was it was a it was a ton of fun for me and my kids, uh, and I, I highly blast. recommend anybody uh, hopping on okczoo.org and looking at the wild encounters because it's it it is it's so much fun and you get to learn so much. You get behind the scenes look at them. You get to talk to the keepers and and if you. Do not have the money for that, which totally understand. That's a lot of us. I mean, honestly, if I wasn't working in a magazine, probably I couldn't go and do this. Uh, but, you know, if, if you don't have the funds for it, they do have keeper connections at the zoo, mm. which is a time during the week, like every week, when you can go and meet with the keepers and talk to them and learn some more information and have an actual conversation about the animals rather than just looking at them and reading the, the stuff. So I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, I, there's so much. Oh, and uh, my wife desperately wanted me to point this out if I talked to anybody about the Oklahoma City Zoo ever again. Mm -hmm. She said that they have a, uh, a sensory program oh. at the zoo. If you have a child or anybody with sensory issues, uh, they have an entire like pack that they, that they give you so that you and your kids can experience the zoo the same way everybody else does, but it helps like... Like I think there's some headphones that kind of muffle the noise, and That's some other nice. stuff that that apparently is really good at making kids with sensory issues yeah, keep you from uh, getting overstimulated and and feel comfortable, and also just get to experience the zoo, and and the, it's a great time for kids, no matter what. You know, it's thank you, Jess, for telling Greg to point that out. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. She doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do any of our significant others listen to the podcast? Carly. Uh, uh, Pretty sure Brian listens for me. Absolutely certain Brian is not listening. <laughs> he reads the magazine. I mean, that's pretty good. I think Philip does. Yeah, Philip. Okay. Does. Yeah. I was going to say Brian. <laughs> he has to listen to me talk about it at the end of every day. He's already read it by the time it comes out. <laughs> you want to read this issue? No, I'm all caught yeah. up. Okay, I'm glad to know that one of our significant is listening to the podcast. Thank you, Jess. All right, it's now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for a weekly pod events. And first up this week is Carly. I have a really good one this time. Uh, so over the course of his 73 years, Frentiesville-born blues icon D.C. Minner touched thousands of lives with his passion for music. Uh, whether folks heard one of his original songs, saw him perform with the likes of Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, or witnessed his love for teaching during one of his blues in school sessions, it was obvious what a musical treasure Minner was. But one of his most enduring legacies is the Dust Till Dawn Blues Festival, held each Labor Day weekend at his former home, now appropriately the Oklahoma Blues Hall of Fame. This September 1st through 3rd at the world's largest backyard party, audiences can see 30 bands on three stages get down until well past their usual bedtime. They mean it when they say Dust Till Dawn. It does not start until 5 o'clock. Uh, tickets are only $20 per day, and you can find more details at dcmenorblues.com. That's, okay, so it's $20 a day. You get to see 10 bands a day. 
that's like two dollars per that's, van. That's yeah, unheard really of for yeah. festival yeah, those prices. Are, those that's are ska really numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Have, have you guys ever met Selby Minner who runs no. that place? Yeah. No. She is a character and a half. Like just the chance to meet her is worth going. And the the um Honey Springs Battlefield is like right there. Like so you could like go there first the yeah. and then get yeah. down until dawn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go learn about the Civil War and then go party. <laughs> yeah. This sounds I I've always wanted to go to that. I think it sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding is that's actually Awesome. a lot how the Civil War happened. A lot of people were at that it's battlefield and then just session. headed over there. To the that probably would have been better. But. <laughs> yeah, here oh, they wow. got music at Rendysville. All right, yeah. folks, we're <laughs> done with this war. Uh, Megan, what's your event this week? Just give me a minute here. So much suspense. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. She likes to keep us in anticipation. If you crave... <laughs> I require absolute silence. <laughs> If you crave the experience of boot camp, but you don't want to be in the military, or you're just too old and hefty to do it, aim your dream guns for the city of Bixby. Hundreds of people will be putting themselves to the test at Conquer the Gauntlet on September 2nd. If you're prone to saying things like, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional, then you'll probably enjoy trudging through simulated sewer lines, crawling through the mud under barbed wire, or scaling walls of rubber tires as you vanquish more than 20 obstacles in this four-mile course at the 181 Ranch. You must be 12 and up to participate, but if your young ones, 5 and 11, seem a little soft, you can sign a waiver and send them through the course, too. <laughs> or, well, the kids' course, not the adult course. <laughs> that, that would probably not be a good idea. For more information, visit conquerthegauntlet.com. Aim your dream guns. <laughs> Patient. <laughs> Have you never heard that expression? No. <laughs> really? No. no. That's a Seattle. That's a, that's a Seattle saying. Oh, no. I learned. Uh, huh. Well, I, I did first hear my friend say it who lives in Seattle. So maybe it is. Maybe they're, a, they're aiming their dream guns up there. So maybe we should do the same. It's, it's usually it's something you say while you're eating uh, teriyaki. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. We're, I, I guess. feel like we're into inside you joke territory now. You can aim your dream now. guns wherever you want because they are dream guns. That's true. Nothing yeah. can stop you. <laughs> ben, what's your event this week? <laughs> Life is not the movies. Isn't that a shame? At the cinema, movie magic like film scores help transform implicit, unspoken developments into easily conveyed truths. This could really come in handy in real life. Like, without the Indiana Jones theme playing in the background, how will everyone be able to appreciate how brave it was of me to show up at the social event alone? Without the Imperial March playing in the background, how am I supposed to know if the footsteps I hear approaching my front door are from my friend or from someone trying to get me to sign a a 10-year contract for a new digital broadband service that I've never heard of? And don't say a ring camera because that's beside the point. What the point actually is, is that movie magic often lives in the music. And that helps explain why film scores are often as beloved as the films themselves. There are two people I know of who appreciate this fact. Oklahoma City Philharmonic music director and conductor Alexander Micklethwaite and OKC-born singer-songwriter Graham Colton. The two are combining their talents along with uh, exemplary play from OKC Phil's uh, full orchestra, for the marvelous music from the movie's concert coming Sunday to Scissortail Park. Guests are encouraged to bring the entire family for this outdoor and totally free concert event featuring a curated selection of some of the most beloved movie music of all time. 
What movie song is best for scoring the activity of sitting on the great lawn listening to an orchestra? I guess whatever they happen to be playing at the time. The show begins at 8.30 p.m., but get there early for a good spot. For more information, call 405-842-5387 or visit okcphil.org. That sounds like fun. I want to go to that. Yeah. I, I feel like any opportunity we have to fee- see free shows from the Phil, we should absolutely go to because yes. it's such a yeah. great mm-hmm. thing. Agree. They are and a treasure. The, the Scissor Tail Park is also just having a ton of really great stuff. Next month, uh, I think it's next month, the uh, Oklahoma City Ballet is oh, doing yeah. Oh, yeah. Under uh, the Ballet and the Stars. stars. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That's um, really cool. Which is going to be super, super cool. And mm-hmm. how much do we love their farmer's market? It's such a great oh, farmer's yeah. market. Oh, yeah. It uh, really is. That yeah. milk bread. And all the totally. Canada geese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stay away from the farmer's market. They go totally to the ponds any. over on the other side. Yeah. They, like, they pretty much stay away. There's a lot of people. They just want to watch people roller skate. It's a great place to look at dogs, too. Yes, it is. a great place to meet dogs. You're right. Agreed. Nate, what's your event this week? Uh, well, it comes with a little bit of a musical throwback because oh. uh, I'm going to regale you with a tune from one of my favorite recording artists, Mr. John Travolta. Uh. Those red brick nights. All right, sorry about that. Yes, it's <laughs> summer, in case you hadn't noticed. And summer means many things in Oklahoma, but let's not talk about any of them. <laughs> uh, let's just focus instead on one of the season's most fun and interesting events Guthrie's Red Brick Nights which runs monthly from May to September and always promises a good time it really is a fun event I don't know if you guys have been that's cool in addition to the food truck and live music extravaganza you may expect from a city as cool as Guthrie you can also wander into the shops in the very cool Victorian downtown as well as find a whole bunch of one of a kind pop-up shops offering very cool sort of one like unique finds fascinating. Anyway, this year's uh, final Red Brick Nights happens Saturday, September 2nd, and is a great addition to any Labor Day weekend plans you might have or need to make because you just realized Labor Day is coming. For more information, call 405-282-1947. That sounds like fun. Guthrie's fun. Guthrie's like a cool town, and it's a fun chance to wander around, and it's after dark, so it's like not too hot, and it's it's a nice Mm -hmm. event. And if you need energy... You can go get a Bianca Amato uh, white coffee drink from uh, from Rick's Fine Chocolates. There you go. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, agreed. I haven't had that drink, but I agree that's an amazing place, and now I want to try it. I so. also really love – Guthrie is kind of the largest of the towns there in Logan County, and so you get a lot of folks from yeah. Crescent and Langston and other people coming in for the Red Brick Nights. It's just – it's a really fun kind of festival atmosphere, but it's also got some small towns. And they bring in great – Great music, yeah, like really, really good singer songwriters all over the all over town. It's yeah. really good. It's cool. Well, speaking of what do you great music, I have a quiz Yay. for you guys. Participation. Everybody <laughs> loves to participate. Today's event asks this question: Tell me if this is the real name of a band or an actual illness. <clears throat> okay. Nova Rex band. Correct. <laughs> Brugada syndrome. Band? Band. Sorry, that is a disease. That's a rare inherited oh. cardiovascular disorder characterized by a disturbance affecting the electrical system of the heart. Oh, well, <laughs> sounds rocking. Yeah, it really yeah. does, though. Who else is, does anybody want to start that band? <laughs> <laughs> Galactosia daliosis. 
That's definitely disease. a disease. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is toxic materials accumulating within the cells. Uh, Perfectly the... cromulent band. Uh, yes. <laughs> Dame's Rocket. I have banned. Disease. Right. No, that's a band. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Small town syndrome. Banned. Disease. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but why not both? Yeah. Por que no le dos? Mothica. That's a band. band. That is a band. Moya Moya. Band. No, sorry, that is a disease. No. That is a rare cerebrovascular disorder that is caused by blocked arteries in the basal ganglia. Oh. What is not okay. the basal ganglia? Yeah, it's it's the part of the brain that's associated with the regulation of motor control. Oh, that's oh. bad. Yeah, that yeah. Generally, you uh, you know what? Almost any brain disease, generally bad. Uh, oh, and this one's it, it, this one's hard. Limp biscuit. They're a and disease. I think that might be a disease. That's a disease. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a floral and a dessert topping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, while there are no guarantees. <laughs> that, Sorry if Danny Boy O'Connor's listening, but he's not listening. <laughs> Wait, why? Is he a fan of one biscuit? Well, they're, but anyway, go ahead. Anyway, just continue. There are no guarantees that Brugada syndrome and Moya Moya will make an appearance from September 1st to 3rd, but the likes of Limp Biscuit, Robert Zombarelli, Warrant, the LA Guns, that's, I thought that was Rob Zombie's full name, Robert uh, Zombarelli, uh, Ministry, Pantera, and more bands that you're not sure are death metal or butt rock will be in prior Oklahoma for Rocklahoma. Day passes run about $100 each, but weekend packages start at $220. You just have to look in the mirror and ask yourself honestly, how much do I want to rock? And if the answer is a lot, then you head to rocklahoma.com to get your tickets, figure out if you're camping or staying in a hotel, and find out which gate, which stage Godsmack will be on. That sounds like a fun. I uh, I've never been rock. to Rocklahoma, but it sounds really cool. It is, there's definitely some bands in there I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a yeah. there's a ton of like there's a ton of stuff going yeah. on there. Uh, well, the sound of me getting booed off the stage during the included Miss Rocklahoma pageant that is a real thing means that this episode of the Oklahoma Day podcast is coming to a close. But if you can't get enough, head over to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tours and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. I would like to add that Guar is going to be at Rocklahoma what? as well. Yeah. So yeah, but I knew I knew for a fact important. that you would know that wasn't a disease. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Although oh my it does. Gosh. I've got, I've, got guar I've got a bad. I've got a. I've got a bad case of guar. Yeah, don't don't tell them that. <laughs> I know. I think I think they aspire to that. I want to go see guar. I've always wanted to see guar. I know they're going to be in well, Oklahoma. Na- you can. Now you know. Do it. Knowing's half the battle. Neat. <laughs> How bad do I want to rock? <laughs> <laughs>